Hey, what's up, folks? It's Nathan Freitas from the Creative Entrepreneur Blueprint. This morning's episode, what I've decided to do is a four-episode series focused on planning and getting ready for 2020. So this ended up being episode two, and what I talk about is visualizing your ideal day and then building goals off of that. So it's a great episode. Stay tuned. Cue intro music. Let's rock. If you're like me, you're an artist and entrepreneur. You've got big ideas, unique skills and services that frankly, no one else can offer the way you do. Yet you're probably still asking yourself these questions. How do you make money yet still have time to create as an artist? How do I run a business if my mind doesn't necessarily think that way? And how can I create a future that isn't dependent on me trading my time for money? Those are the questions we ask ourselves, and this podcast will answer them. My name is Nathan Freitas, and this is the Creative Entrepreneur Blueprint. Follow me as I demystify running a profitable creative business and empower thousands of other creative entrepreneurs like you to make money doing what they're meant to do and impact the world in the process. Let's rock. It's the day after Christmas. And all through the land, every creature was stirring, considering a plan. For the new year approached just one week away, yet folks wondered quietly if they should rest, work, or play. For the year 2020 bursts with life and great wealth, only tapped by those who've planned and awakened their true self. You guys, good morning. I'm channeling my mom, who loves to write poems. And for some reason, I came out of the shower today and started riffing on that. So hopefully that made you smile. But the whole point of this morning is planning. This is episode two of a four-series episode, morning, podcast, minute, series. That is so eloquently said. I'm not going to edit that out. This is real... But yeah, this is uh, episode two, and if you haven't listened to the first episode, I'll put a link in the show notes, go back, Uh, it is two episodes previously, and it talks about the, the desired feelings you want in your life, and I walk you through this exercise of starting with, let's say 50, 20 to 50 of these core desired feelings, and whittling it down to six or seven that are your guideposts for the year, the guideposts for your life. So go back, listen to that first episode before you listen to this one because it will make this one even more impactful. So the way I'm breaking up this morning is into two things. Um, We're going to start with a visualization exercise and then we're going to jump into creating your goals out of that exercise. My goal for you guys is at the end of this four series or these four this four episode series for you to have planned your 2020 to tap into who you're meant to be to take steps and courageously take steps in your life in all areas of your life. That's my goal. Because candidly, I'm trying to do the same thing myself. <laughs> and I'm constantly learning. So let's jump right in. Uh, Again, we're going to start with this visualization exercise. If you're driving, that's okay. That works. If you're at home, try to remove some distractions. 
But I want you to be able to focus on yourself and just listen to my voice. Close your eyes. Um, again, just do whatever you can to remove distractions because this is one of the most important things. And I'll share with you a story before I go into this visualization exercise because I, th I believe it hammers home the point um, of the power of visualization. So you've probably heard this. Think about, think about high-performance athletes. And you've heard this, or, and if you haven't, this, but, um, this, this will be new for you. But what a lot of these top-performing athletes do is they actually spend time visualizing themselves performing at peak performance. So they're visualizing themselves crossing the finish line and first line. They're visual, you know, if they're, if they're a bodybuilder, they're visualizing lifting that weight and the feeling it has and which in gut muscles they're engaging. And they're not just like, oh, I'm going to come in first. That's not visualization. They are literally taking the time and putting themselves in that place and they're engaging all of their senses to make that event real so that what happens is all your body does is execute on what your mind has already decided it's going to do. You visualize it to a pace where it is a non-negotiable to not achieve that. And your body just executes on it. Now, it's not like, I mean, obviously this is not uh, a 100% sure-proof plan of achieving a goal, but ask anyone that's performing at that level, the more you do this, the higher percentage chance you're going to have it succeeding. So... Um, that's how performance athletes do it. How I use visualization is, of course, I'm doing that. But I've been really focusing this past, this past year on, yeah, on engaging all of my five senses to remember moments in my life. And there's one that comes to mind right now as I'm talking about this. It was Fiji. I was in Fiji. It's a whole other story, but I... I took a huge step through courage and uncomfort um, and went to Fiji. And it was a lot of money for me, which is typically a big barrier for me to spend that kind of money. It was uh, dealing with extended time away from my kids and negotiating uh, you know, the calendar with my ex-wife. And that's filled with emotion. And so it was a lot of, there's a lot of triggers hitting me, but I decided to go to Fiji. And so I had an amazing time. And as I was wrapping up the, uh, the day, or excuse me, the trip, I should say, um, one of the things I, I, I did is I ended up going to one of the hot springs. It was the last day of the trip, and I went to the hot springs with about three of the, these other uh, folks that I'd become friends with at the, during the trip. And I'd gone through, if you haven't done these hot springs or if you haven't done any you know, traditional hot springs, at least in Fiji, what they do is they walk you through four different pools. And so the first one, you're, you're getting, you're covering yourself in the mud and then you jump into like a mud pool and then you jump into a slightly warmer pool and then you get into the hottest pool and you just kind of go through this experience. And I'd gone through it and it just, I felt amazing and I'm sitting there amongst literally this, 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 this farmland. There's, you know, there's cows and goats around us. Um, it was just this really pristine place. And, of course, there's beautiful trees everywhere. It's lush. There's birds chirping. There's life everywhere. There's mountains around me, and the sun was just starting to set. And as a photographer or someone who loves, I love morning light. I love evening light. I love that soft glow. 
that is either welcoming the day or saying goodbye to the day. And so I'm standing there. I'm, I've just gotten out of this pool, and I'm walking back to get changed. And I said to myself, God, I do not want to forget this moment. So what did I do? I engaged all of my senses. <laughs> and it's so funny because I'm, I swear to God, I can feel myself being back there. I, I thought about what was the feeling of the grass underneath my feet and the gravel in between the grass. What was the feeling of the, um, the tree I was walking by, you know, br- brushing my hand against the tree? What did it smell like? What was I hearing? What could I see? I mean, the sun was literally shining in my face, coming through these branches of this tree, shining in my face, and I closed my eyes, and I felt the warmth on my skin. And that memory is locked inside of me. That is the power of visualizing. So when we talk about visualizing, what I'm going to walk you through is, um, again, this is an exercise I learned just recently going through um, a goal planning course with Mary Hyatt. And in this in this step, what we did is we, we defined what our ideal 12-hour day looks like. And these, these are, you know, 12 hours, they call it the home day. And that's basically, you're keeping your visions within the confines of space and time. You're not getting too crazy. There's another, there's another exercise for that. But this is really everyday life. And my encouragement for, for you as you go through this planning process or this visualization process I want you to think about four things, and it's those four W's. It's the who, what, the where, and the why. I kind of I kept going back to those because that just guided me. So an example would be, who would you be with? In your ideal day, it's a 12-hour day, you're waking up, who would you be with? What would you be doing? Where? Why are you doing it? You know, how how would you be doing it? This could probably be interchangeable, the why or slash how. And I want you to go through and really dig deep here. Engage the five senses. Let me give you an example. I'll just give you an ideal morning. I slowly awake. I'm, I'm literally just doing this off the cuff. This isn't written down. So I wake up, and there's a warm light flowing through my windows all around me. My room is engulfed in bright morning light. I breathe in deep. It's a cool, fresh air. There are plants around me. And I can hear birds chirping outside in the trees. As I breathe in, I also breathe in my my partner, my wife. Her scent drives me crazy. As I roll over and put my arm around her and nestle into her neck. I breathe for another three to five minutes, embracing everything I have in that moment, the warmth of the bed, 
the heavy sheets that fall on me, the heavy down sheets, the feeling of my partner. I then get up and I lightly stretch as I have relaxing sounds on. I prepare my yoga routine and I proceed without expectation for the next 30 minutes flowing and stretching. And the list goes on, you guys. I mean, I could keep going through this. That's just, that's just like the first 15 minutes of my morning. But you can see how I really started to tap into this idea of engaging all of the five senses. The feeling of the comforter, the smell, the sounds, what I was seeing. And I get excited just talking about that. So go through that exercise for yourself. Get as detailed as you can. Engage those five senses. Make it fucking real. Make it real. All right. Once you've done that exercise, then you're ready. Because if you think about what we've done so far, in the previous podcast episode, we talked about the core feelings you want. These are like your, your foundational elements. I want courage. I want joy, vibrance, adventure, right? These like core desired feelings that lead me. So I've got those. And then I've taken those and blended those into my ideal day. You know, maybe, and one of my one of my core desired feelings is relaxed. So you can see as I talk about my morning, there's a sense of peace and relaxation there in that morning. So I've got my ideal day, and then I can start to think about how do I set goals to achieve this? I'll probably share, honestly, as I'm thinking through this, I'll probably share one more episode just to talk about the the ideal away day, right? Or this is kind of like the, the extravagant, super, super out there, time-bending day, the envisioning day. What I just walked you through is envisioning your day, your 12-hour day, but you can go and take it to the whole nother level and really challenge yourself and think outside the box. And that also gets exciting. But I find that if we're keeping it really focused and tangible right now, you've got your ideal 12-hour day and you're pushing it a little bit. For instance, I don't have a, a partner or a wife right now, but I'd love to have one that's laying there next to me someday. And so, of course, that's going to be in my ideal morning. My point is, we've got our core desired feelings. We've defined what our ideal day looks like. We've stretched it a little bit, but it's still reasonable. It's something that we can, we can accomplish. And so the next thing is we want to set goals to help us get there. And when we set goals, I actually really like this. I've gone through various goal-setting exercises, honestly, for the past 12 years. And when Michael Hyatt, he was, he was presenting at Mary's um, event, when Michael Hyatt talked about goal-setting, he put in place something that he tweaked. Um, and so it's, it's smarter goal-setting. Smarter spelled S-M-A-R-T-E-R. And it's a variation of what uh, George Duran back in the 80s taught, um, you know, these, these smart and measurable goals. And so, um, or specific, excuse me, measurable goals. So I'll walk you through that acronym SMARTER, 
uh, smarter, what it stands for. The the original one was smart. And uh, so Michael's Michael's uh, tweaked that a little bit. And so what it looks like is as you start to define your goals, number one, you've got to make them specific. Your goals must identify exactly what you want to accomplish. And I mean, as much specificity as you can, I mean, gosh, as much as you can, you, you can muster. It's so, so very important. Because uh, I'll give you an example, right? So let's say I've got one that says, I'm going to lose weight. That's bad. That's not specific. How about I'm going to lose five pounds? That's specific. The other thing, though, is you want to make it measurable. So I, I, I actually think this is, this is probably one of the most important things because when it's, once it's measurable and quantifiable, you can then start to track how close you are to achieving it. So if, again, my goal is I'm going to lose five pounds, then I can start to see moment by moment, week by week, how close I am to achieving that particular number. So the first part is the goal has to be specific. The second part is it's got to be measurable. The third part, it has to be actionable. So we've got our S-M-A, actionable. And the guidance Michael gives, and this I, I love this, it's got to start with an action verb rather than um, what he calls two, two B verbs. So an example of an action verb would be quit, run, finish, eliminate, execute, instead of these to be verbs, which are like am, be, have, plan. They're soft. And the more energy you can get into anything, if, if, you, if you don't get that by now, um, I'm not doing a good enough job here because energy is probably the most important thing you can use to plan in all areas of your life and execute in every day of your life. It's about energy. You know, Tony Robbins calls it peak state. It's energy. How do you get your energy to a place that's vibrating and attracting similar stuff? So that's why these goals have to be actionable. The next one that I really like is risky. All right, the goal should stretch you a bit. Not to the point where you're like, oh my gosh, that's impossible. But it should stretch you a little bit. It should make you uncomfortable. And uh, the example I use here, and this is why it's really important to look at what others are doing. From a goal-setting standpoint, look at what others are doing because it shows you what's possible. So I have a friend of mine. She, uh, she makes about seven hundred grand a year. And that number... Hearing how she makes that money, that number gave me so much clarity in knowing that, you know what? I'm not setting my goals high enough. That's doable. And I see how she does it. And I see her life. I'm like, yeah, that's doable. And so that's a great example of leveraging someone that you look up to, you're inspired by. See what they do. And if you don't know, ask them. And... Use that as a frame of reference to make your goals risky. So instead of increasing your revenue by 2% or instead of increasing your income by 2%, you're increasing it by 10, by 20. 
next thing Michael coaches is, is it's got to be time-specific or time-keyed. So every goal needs a date associated with it. And this, this will go into what I'll talk about in the next episode or one of the future episodes here. The, 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 one of the four is taking it and actually putting it on the calendar and how you go about doing that. So at this point, though, you're saying, okay, it's going to be by year end. So if it's by year end, give it a date, December 31st. Or if you're doing it every quarter, at the end of every quarter. My point is, give it a date and time for when this goal will be accomplished. And the last two is you've got to make it exciting. You have got to get excited about these goals. I don't know if, um, if you hadn't heard. I, I did record an, an episode earlier this year, and I was talking about my own process of setting goals and one of the things I realized, I'd gone through this exercise, not this one I'm, I'm articulating right now, but I had gone through, I laid in my hammock in the backyard, and I, I wrote down all my goals in, in each of the areas of my life, and, and I, you know, I, was, I was doing everything I thought I should be doing. I was, you know, got in peak state, it was really peaceful, and I was writing stuff out. And the next day, I pulled up that list of goals, and I read through them, and it was just crap. None of them got me excited. They were just like fluff words. It was almost like cultural I just I vomited everything our culture says we should do. And that's what my goals were. It felt so gross. I swear that's how it felt. Like, oh, I took that page and I threw it out. That is not me. Those are not goals that move me. So make your goals exciting because that's what's going to pull you. You've heard me talk about this. Finding ways in life to pull you to where you want to be, not for you to push where you want to be. And the last important point here is to make it relevant. And what Michael talks about is it should be aligned with your values, with where you're at in life, and, and, and the other goals that you, you, you've listed out. So the example he gives is, you know, do you, do you start a new business at the same time you want to get a master's degree? Those don't align. You've got to focus so you're going to do either one or the other. It's got to be relevant. And I'll, I'll, I'll make it go back to your core desires. I would challenge you and say, as you write your smarter goals, um, what you're going to do is, is align those back to those core values, those core feelings that we went through um, in the previous episode. Okay, so that's, that's the smarter goals. Um, you're going to write those down. Um, I would align the goals to one of the, the areas of your life that we've talked about. So again, is it spirituality, uh, personal relationship, finances, career, hobbies, etc.? So you write down max seven of these because it's only one year and you don't want to over overwhelm yourself. You want to be able to accomplish these. And that's it, you guys. We'll go through the process of actually creating these goals in the next episode, and then we'll talk about actually putting them on the calendar and planning on them and executing on them and even, even uh, changing your goals mid-year. But for today, visualize that ideal 12 hours and start to list out five to seven key goals that you have for the year and map those to the various areas of your life. All right, I hope you're able to, to knock this out. Again, I highly encourage you to do it. We're just a week away from the new year, 
And one of the things that I hate is hitting day one, trying to figure out what I'm doing. Because the world is going to come at you. Your work is going to come at you. And if you don't have this stuff figured out and planned, chances are you're going to be less likely to achieve it. You guys rock. Have amazing. Have an amazing day. Thanks for your time. If you haven't already, please subscribe. Every subscription I get to this podcast, every review that I get, I don't take lightly. I read them all. Hit me up. I would love to hear your feedback. And again, thanks for listening. Have a great one. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. Listen, I truly hope you got something out of this episode that you can implement in your life or business immediately. But before you go, I've got one ask of you, and that's to please subscribe and rate this podcast. Help me help other creative entrepreneurs like you and I. And here's the deal. When you leave your rating, you'll win a 15-minute free consultative meeting with me to talk specifically about your business. Just send me an email with an image or a screenshot of your rating, and we'll schedule the time. Thanks again. You rock.